Welcome to the world-famous Jiggy Jaguar radio program. Raw and uncut, Jiggy Jag, you know how you do it. You know what I'm saying? Keeping it all the way live. Broadcasting live from Hutchinson, Kansas. Well, I'm sitting here with a linguist. I had a no idea. <laughs> I love I didn't that. know you were, but I didn't know that you were a wordsmith. <laughs> Call Jiggy right now. 267-22-Jiggy. Hey, Jiggy, what's happening, man? Must be that uh, David Bowie song. Jiggy play guitar. Jeff, it's a great name, man. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Presenting. I'm, I'm Mike Massey, and, uh, you know, you can catch me on Jiggy Jag TV and uh, see a few of my tricks up there. Thank you very much. Jiggy Jaguar. I never knew what freedom was until I saw you lose yours. Okay. Welcome to the world famous Chicky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. It is the next edition. I'm not even sure when this is going to air, so it's the next edition. My lights have flushed me out. Look at that. It's like I need makeup. Oh, I'm not wearing makeup on this show. We're not doing that. No, 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 Bobby. That's not going to happen. So we are going to go to our first guest, Mike Cargyle, who, by the way, always likes to say, smile, it's Cargyle. And uh, he is going to join us here on our big broadcast. He will join us coast to coast and border to border. On the internet and on 50 plus AM FM stations across the fruited plain, as the great Rush Limbaugh would say. And as soon as we get Mike, I believe we've got Mike. Mike, can you hear us, my friend? I do, sir. How are you today, Mike? I'm doing very good. I'm doing good. I'm the most the most blessed man you're going to have on all week. <laughs> that is awesome. That is fantastic. Well, uh, we have got Mike Cargyle with us today. He's a U.S. congressional candidate in Southern California's 35th district. He has got one of the coolest campaign slogans I've ever heard. Smile, it's Cargyle. And uh, <laughs> Mike joins us today here on our big broadcast. And, of course, uh, Mike is running in the uh, U.S. Congressional uh, Southern California's 35th District. He's a co-plaintiff with the Election Integrity Prote- Projection uh, Project out there in California. He's also, uh, they've got a lawsuit which is heading to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals over irregularities in the 2020 congressional elections. And uh, Mike joins us today here on our broadcast. He is also a former Army quartermaster, and uh, he is going to be reacting today to some of the uh, the follies in the Biden administration. And uh, we also have with us today from SB Digest, my good friend, your good friend, Mr. Don Mazzella, and I believe the man about town, Mr. IQ Rizzoli, joins us as well. Can you hear me? Yes, we've got you, IQ. So, Mike... Um, first of all, talk to me and the, the, the guys here a little bit about what you thought of this Afghanistan situation being a former Army quartermaster. Well, I was not surprised one bit. And I, I tell people this is simply Obama 2.0. This <laughs> is a repeat, but on a scale, a larger scale with what happened in Iraq. We did a hasty withdrawal. We left lots of equipment and munitions for ISIS. And then they needed some cash. So they had a few sailors that were taken hostage, and we transferred about $1.5 billion. What is happening right now in Afghanistan is the exact same scenario on a much larger scale, though. And this is why our State Department is actively thwarting efforts to rescue Americans because they have to have a number of Americans held hostage there to validate the enormous amount of wealth we're about and we're doing, the amount of wealth we're transferring to the Taliban. Wow. Don, uh, I know you probably got some questions and comments. Well, you know, all the time. 
Well, first one, can you anchor your uh, district uh, geographically? Where are you located? Say again. Where, 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 where are you geographically located out there in southern? Because, because, the notes say Southern California's thirty-fifth district. Where exactly okay. is that, Mike? It is the greatest district in California, located just east of Los Angeles. It's basically the Inland Empire. At one end of oh. my district, I have a drag racing strip at the Fairplex in Pomona. At the other end of my district, I have a NASCAR track with the Auto Club Speedway in Fontana. What mm. kind of people like drag racing and NASCAR? <laughs> Rednecks, the ones that, that <laughs> say, uh, uh, w- w- uh, w- wait till I get my beer before you uh, photograph me. But uh, <laughs> uh, first, I guess uh, my, my first question to you, uh, is the current incumbent a Democrat? Yes, she is a Guatemalan communist. <laughs> wow, that's a hell of a deal. <laughs> yes, so you're telling me that all my blue-collar, love family, love country, I got four churches in my district that have 10,000-plus members, and you're telling me that those people voted for his, in historic numbers for a Guatemalan communist. I don't think so. Wow. Well, uh, why do they say they voted for her? I mean, uh, are these churches uh, Latino or are they uh, uh, redneck or what are they? No, these are huge non-denominal churches. Have you ever heard of Pastor Jack Hibbs, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills? He's in my district. He's uh, one of my four churches. Well, how did, how did, did he come out in support of her? No, he supported me. He had me on the stage and prayed for me. Mm. Wow. Well, we're, we're all praying for you because we, we just need five votes, five, five turns in the House and, and uh, Nancy Pelosi is history. But uh, how do you intend to go about uh, uh, changing these people's minds? Well, I I don't think I actually have to change their minds. I think they voted for me already. And in California, we all had our election results overturned in about five minutes. I I think I won this race. I've had multiple sources that checked in on it, and they said, yes, you won the race. But the fraud is off the charts in California, which is really important because we're about to have another recall election. Oh, yeah. Uh, how does it look out there? You know, the, there's a piece in the Atlantic magazine that's one of the most god-awful pieces I've read in a long time and says, you, all you guys out here are uh, on the Republican side are uh, uh, rednecks and uh, a threat to America. What do you say to that? Well, I say, God bless America, and California <laughs> went red in November. And it did. And, and they cheated, and they stole the election from President Trump. But the problem is, the same system that put Gavin Newsom in office in 2018 is the same system that stole the election from President Trump and is the same system that's in place in, on September 14th. The problem is nothing has changed. Um, the, the, uh, in your own campaign, I, by the way, I agree with you, Jiggy. That's a great uh, uh, saying because God knows we need smiles around here. <laughs> yes, I love uh, I love Mike's um, Mike's uh, campaign slogan. Where, where where did you come up with this? Uh, the the smile, it's Cargyle. Uh, you know, I crack myself up. I really do. I uh, I used to be involved in licensing the Power Rangers, and I've been around Hollywood and also marketing is kind of one of those things you just do with everything. And I thought, what rhymes with Cargyle? And I thought, well, I'm running as the family man, and that should make you smile. Smile. It's Cargyle. <laughs> That's it's, great. It's absolutely great. You're a big 
Are you going? Are you going to debate the uh, the uh, congresswoman? One more time. Are, are you going to be debating, or is that not happening? No, I debated her last time, and and she went uh, completely unhinged, screaming at me. We were on a Zoom meeting with the Ontario Business Chamber. She called me every name under the book. Completely lost control in a in front of about two hundred labor leaders and they wouldn't ever release the video for public consumption wow i wouldn't release it either <laughs> holy crap <laughs> why didn't you release it what was that why 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 what did did you record this at all why, why, why didn't you release it um i i had i was guaranteed a copy of it so i didn't have anyone recording it because zoom meetings you can automatically record, but the person who was hosting it said they were recording it, and our campaign would have a copy of it the next day. They had no idea she would act like a complete buffoon, and so they wouldn't release it. They released it weeks later, right up against the election, but it edited out everything that she said where she lost control. I had a little bit of footage from someone's phone, but that was it. Wow. That's a real shame. But, but now... Oh, uh, how are you building up your campaign to guard against fraud? Yes. This time around? Well, yes. How are you doing this, I'm Mike? That's why I'm part of this lawsuit. I am a co-plaintiff with the Election Integrity Project. Me and 12 other congressional candidates are filed in the Central District. It's a federal lawsuit because there are only federal candidates on it. And we are right now headed to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. But our lawsuit is the most important legal action in the United States right now, because everything that is happening in California has and will happen throughout the rest of the country via things like H.R. 1 and S. 1. The worst laws on the planet, they've test driven for the last two decades in California. And this is both parties. So we're at war literally with both both political parties because neither one I, I i say it's like cancer everyone says they want to cure cancer but in reality nobody wants to cure cancer because there's so much money made treating it yep. neither party wants real election integrity because then they cannot manipulate the outcome and then they're left with these pesky voters in charge of their own country <laughs> but uh i thought the ninth circuit is one of the most uh, liberal courts around are you just expecting you're going to have to go to the Supreme Court? Well, our goal is to get to the Supreme Court. So if the Ninth Circuit sides with California and we, we appeal right to the Supreme Court, that would be great. Because the Supreme Court has never had a chance to look at these laws in light of the Constitution. And some of these laws are blatantly unconstitutional. Let me give you a quick example. Article 4, Section 4 of our Constitution says our federal government must protect us against foreign invasion. But if you have a law that allows blatant mail-in ballot fraud, no signature verification, everyone who's ever lived in California gets a, a ballot, then how do you know? You have no safeguards in place to know if you're actually being invaded via the ballot box. Did, did China just send in 30 million votes? You have no idea. So the law that enables that does not protect us from foreign invasion and is blatantly unconstitutional. The Supreme Court has never had a case that deals with this in front of it. We will be the first because, you know, they just can't pick something out of the air and say we're going to we're going to adjudicate this. They have to have a case. We will be that case. Well, what is the uh, your time before the court? Well, right now, the judge at the district level has been refusing to enter his order. So by law, he's got to have that thing in by six months. So we got four more months to go. Wow. We're trying to get the state of California to stipulate to the judge's order so that we can get it in there quick. What they're doing is trying to keep us out of the Ninth Circuit. And so they're trying to minimize our impact on 2022. Here's the other issue because we're in a win-win when we get there. The Supreme Court uh, a few weeks ago uh, took a case out of Arizona called the Bernovitz case, where they said it's okay for Arizona to make 
ballot harvesting illegal. They went to the Ninth Circuit. The Ninth Circuit said, no, you can't make it illegal. The Supreme Court reversed the Ninth Circuit and said, yeah, that's a pretty bad thing. That should be illegal. And by the way, the Supreme Court relied on my co-plaintiff's data out of California, the Election Integrity Project, California. Their data was what was supplied to the Supreme Court. How egregiously bad ballot harvesting has been for California. So when we get to the Ninth Circuit, they already know how the Supreme Court views the ballot harvesting issue. So they don't want us to get there, but they don't want us to to come back down because the next step for our lawsuit, if they remand us back to the district level, is discovery. And we will automatically into a forensic audit of 13 counties, their machines, ballots and envelopes. So it will be Arizona times 13. <laughs> wow. Well, well, but you 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 know the ninth the ninth circuit is such a, a liberal bastion. Uh, um, so then, so then, so then they go against us. We we appeal immediately to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court now has a chance to look at motor vo- motor voter, the ballot harvesting. Uh, what you know, all of the we've got twenty one laws we're targeting in California, and the Supreme Court will now have a case they can say on its face these laws are constitutional or unconstitutional. And here's the other thing you have to ask yourself, because remember the Supreme Court threw out the case that Texas brought. Remember in the election, they, they threw out the Texas case on standing, but they took the Arizona case. And you have to ask yourself why. Why would they take that case? and throw out a state case that immediately had, a, you know, original jurisdiction. It's because judges don't, and this is what Roberts was telegraphing to the nation, you are not going to use the Supreme Court like they did in Bush v. Gore in Florida. We're not going to decide a federal election. So if you bring that before us, we're going to kick it out on anything, standing whatever it is. But we will look at laws, and that's the basis of our entire lawsuit statutes that enable voter fraud. Congratulations. Uh, I'm I'm speechless over here because I can't Well, the the, the one thing I think... Mike, Mike. (laughs) Mike, um, uh, 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 Jiggy, can I just go... Yeah, go go ahead, and then I want to get IQ in here. Uh, Well, I was going to say the same thing. Uh, But Mike... How will that affect your campaign? Well, right now, between me and you and all of your listeners, uh, I, there's no way I can win on a, on a system that is so fraudulent. It's just beyond uh, and, 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 and so bad that they're even we're making it worse. We just introduced the thing that the secretary of state did that's called remote access vote by mail, where you can go on your computer, log into the state website, fill out a ballot, Print it out on your home printer and mail it in, and it's a ballot. It's it's ridiculous, but this is coming to wow. you, and this is coming to Texas. This is coming everywhere as soon as they run doing? this through on the special election. This see, th- this is the thing, fine, Mike, Mike, that I'm, that I just can't a, understand. Is uh, is this whole uh, thing with the fact that the 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 Democrats, the Republicans, everybody's starting to realize okay, that there is so good, much campaign fraud. And it's been going okay. back as far as when um, I, I, I I one of the biggest ones that I remember was when Ron Paul was running in the uh, Republican primary in Texas, and he had a huge amount of people that were going to be voting for him. They stuck them all in a room. Everybody raised their hand, and they were supposed to raise their hand, and they were supposed to mark a piece of paper, and the power went out. And when the power came back on, Romney had won over uh, overwhelmingly. And I'm like, okay, right. so there's Republican fraud. <laughs> there's Democrat fraud. Everybody can come together on this one issue, which I'm yes. glad that you're doing this. Im- it, it, this is the most important issue in the country. It really is, because if we, the people, didn't select our leaders then they are not governing with the consent of we the people. Yes. I 
Totally agree. IQ Arizoli, um, do you have any questions for, for Mike? I think we may have we may have just lost everybody here. Cause I see the internet has disconnected, which is fun. Always fun. We're gonna see if we can see if everybody uh Oh, we lost everybody. It's always fun. It's always fun with the internet. I was told the other the other night, my internet sucks. <laughs> and you're right about that. So we are going to see if we can get... Uh, the United States of America. Am I right or am I wrong? Regarding the elections. Oh, IQ. You, 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 <laughs> you've hit this on the head, my... There we are. We, we had a little hiccup in our internet. Um, Mike Cargyle with us today. We also have IQ Rizzoli and Don Mazzella. So IQ, uh, finish up on that point you were making there now that we got Mike back on the line. Yeah. No, I was asking Mike, it looks like the United States of America today is a banana republic regarding elections. I mean, when everybody in the United States of America, whether the Republican or Democrat can bend the rules and change the voting results. It's not conducive to democracy or to we the people. Am I right? Amen. That's what I got to say. Amen. <laughs> You're exactly right. Well, they used to say the cemeteries voted. Remember? Oh, yeah, the, 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 the cemeteries, uh, people who were in prison, uh, all sorts of people voted. Yeah, and, and the problem here is California. Again, California is the key because California is driving everything politically in the United States. The Speaker of the House is from California, the minority leaders from California, H.R. 1, Nancy Pelosi, it's all from California because it's all been test-driven here for the last couple decades. But here's the good news. If we can fix California, I save the nation. 100% right. You're right. If you cut the head, which is rotten, everything would be okay. And California is the rotten head. It is. Amen. You're exactly right. And we have to fix it at the ballot box. Because once that happens, you no longer have the leadership that's making these ridiculously evil bills, and we get back to being governed, we the people, by the people, with the consent of the people. You're absolutely right. You'll win, I hope. I mean, I use the word God willing, not from the religious point of view, because God does not interfere. If we the people don't go out and vote, in the right way, there is no way you can overthrow the enemy. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, Mike, you said something earlier that I just, I cannot let this go because this, this is intriguing to me. But you talked about at one point that you were, you were involved with doing licensing deals and, and you've licensed like the Power Rangers and things like this. What, what, what is some of your business background? That, that this, very, this, this really much intrigues me. Well, I, Army, I was a quartermaster Army officer uh, during Desert Storm. I was at Fort Lee, Virginia. But after that... Uh, I got the bug and I moved to Hollywood to become rich and famous. And we'll see how that worked out. But I, uh, I, I had actor for years, a lot of little small roles and, and, you know, movies and, and commercials. But then I to the, I had a, a degree in accounting and I had an opportunity to work with a guy named Haim Saban who owned the Power Rangers. Oh yes. And I was yes. Initially, so, Initially, it was me and a couple other people he hired to start a private label manufacturing arm where he was making Power Ranger, you know, granola bars and peanut butter and vitamins. And I had such a blast doing that. Uh, But then he decided it was a little bit too expensive to carry all that overhead. So he I moved to the, the, the licensing. But at the same time, I met some guys from Australia who had a band 
They play bagpipes and rock and roll. And they just come off the road with Joe Walsh of the Eagles. And we just connected. And I said, you know what? I know how to do all this stuff business-wise. Let's form a label and let's hit the road and start touring. And I'll sell your CDs and T-shirts and stuff. So for the next couple of years, that's what I did. And in the middle of that, a little movie called Braveheart came out. Do you remember that? Yes, yes. Yes, yes excellent movie. So the whole country had Celtic feet. And so we were playing venues everywhere. I mean, we were having such a fun time. I remember we were playing the, the Mark and Brian show in L.A. And literally, Peter Frank on, then we went on, and then Kiss came on after them. So I was wow. fast doing that. And, and then uh, I had a, a, one of my business partners, and I sold a big script to Fox. And then I, I jumped behind the camera, a short film, took me all over the world called the light of darkness. And then I just sort of stayed behind the camera. I've been an editor. Uh, I've done a lot of ghost writing. I've just been involved, but I, my family was always my priority. My wife's got a real steady job and that allowed me to stay with the kids and then take little gigs here and there in the entertainment field. And I've, like I said, the most blessed guy you're going to have on because I have the most life of anyone I know. I think that's fantastic that you were uh, that you were involved with with all that, especially the whole licensing the Power Rangers. Because I'll tell you that is that is one thing where a lot of people they don't realize that that's where the real money is made is you license the the name and the product to people so they can make you know the lunch boxes and the granola bars and the fruit drinks and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. When I was working with them, the Power Rangers was the number one license in the world. It was stronger than any Disney Disney license at the time. That's amazing. So, whatever happened yeah. to the guys that uh, that that you went on tour with that was doing doing the Celtic music? Uh, they all sort of they hung in there, and then one of the drummers stopped, wanted to be a lawyer, and then. You know, another brother stopped and wanted to be a teacher. The name of the band was called Brother. And uh, so they've all, one of them hung in there and just a couple years ago actually stopped touring. Um, But, but, you know, what a great time. It's how I met my wife, actually. She was a groupie. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's fantastic. Yeah, we met, uh, we met at a, she got herself invited to a pool party. And then I just said, oh, you know, you're amazing. And we dated for about a month and then ran off to Vegas and got married. That's awesome. Mm. That's awesome. Was, was it Was it a... Hey, uh, you definitely should be in Congress. Yes, you need- you've, you've got... You've, you've lived a rock and roll lifestyle, brother. You, you definitely need to be in Congress. <laughs> well, that's the thing that terrifies me. They ter- they're terrified of me because I know who they are. <laughs> You've lived it. It's, it's an amazing transition from a groupie to a conservative. Amazing. <laughs> I think it's yeah, yeah because because I, I, I'll tell you, you we you would we think we don't know whether his wife's a conservative. We know oh, he. Oh no, she's a yeah, she's a staunch conservative, and and I, there's no way I would be in this race without her hundred percent support. She is on board. She's my my greatest champion. Yeah, that's that's, good a, to that's hear. a fantastic relationship. That's the best marriage. She should, you should be congratulated. Yes. For that alone. For <laughs> yeah. oh, that alone. <laughs> Mike, we wish you the best, honestly. Yeah, you... you oh, I appreciate but that. You, you've got to come again in a month's time. Keep us updated. Yes, you, you've got to come back, Absolutely. Mike. And well, that will be after the special recall election. And then we can sort of run down and sort of do a, a post-mortem on it and see what okay, happened. Okay, James will do that. Happened. Yes. Yes. Definitely, we definitely, still, Mike. James, please book him for that. Oh, do, I will. Do you know, uh, Mike, do you know that the New York Times ran a story about uh, uh, Elkins, the uh, Republican uh, front runner, and they never mentioned that he was black? Elder. Yeah, no, they, well, what does he call the, uh, 
the white or the black face of white supremacy. Yes, <laughs> but the the New York Times ran a, um, a long story on him and never mentioned he was black. Well, if they're he's black, that means they are racist. <laughs> right, right. And they can't they're do that, unfortunately. Larry. They are, they are mm -hmm. terrified of him uh, because he a conservative. In fact, you're right. The, the worst nightmare of the leftist whites is a black man who supports Trump. Yes. This freaks them out completely. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, Jiggy, we we want a little time, uh, uh, IQ and I. We got. Oh yeah, minutes. yeah. Well, Mike, but but before we let you go, my friend, how do we um, how do we get in touch with you? Support your campaign and, and everything else. Uh, everything is at mikecargile.com. No space. Just Mike C A R G I L E, just like it sounds. Mikecargile.com. That'll take you to my congressional site. You can see everything I think about everything. And if anything's missing, you can email me and I'll add it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, you have got quite the story, my friend. And uh, I, I, I definitely want to have you back uh, towards, you know, uh, the, the, the end of this recall election so we can kind of get... Uh, a little bit more information and, and get your view on this. Um, thanks for doing this, Mike. I appreciate it, brother. Thanks sure, for coming. Sure, I'll have I'll have some insider info for you as well. Definitely, okay. definitely. Thank you, it's Mike. Have, have have yourself a wonderful day, Mike. <laughs> well, let that's uh, we'll, we'll hold on. I, I've got a lot of stories now, but uh, I just thank you for for allowing me on your show and for giving me the time. Yes, I definitely. I I. I, I definitely uh, have enjoyed this a lot, Mike. The internet's not working, so we'll say forum. Thank you. Mike, Th we hope you win. We're, we're with you. Thank you, Mike. Right. Okay. Appreciate it. You guys. Talk to you later. And there goes Mike Cargyle, and uh, he joins us uh, this week here on our program. So, Don... Uh, what, what, what's, what, what's some, what's some things we, we need to discuss here? You, you, you and Mr. Rizzoli. Well, um, um, Mr. IQ sent me something, uh, uh, he said he want, we should be asking a politician. And I said, it was so logical that I, I, I really wanted to make sure we get on there uh, about it. And I, I got a subject that'll blow your mind. So, but I, I I want to defer to IQ first. I, no, it's okay. It was accountability for Afghanistan. I sent it to you, James. Yes, yes, and I put it on the website. So, yeah, yeah, but that's exactly what I did. You yeah. know, it's very simple. It's not complicated. You have a president who gets advisors. Either the president is a jackass, or the advisors <laughs> are jackasses. Either way. Somebody has to be accountable. 13 Americans died needlessly and without reason whatsoever. Because for the, the previous 14 months before this calamity, not a single American died by the Tal Taliban. Not one. In 14 months. Although there were only 2,500 Americans in, in Afghanistan. But I'm getting at the excuse that Biden gave that he wanted to reduce the number of people there was nothing to reduce. It yeah. was the lightest number, the minimum number to keep the peace in Afghanistan. And it's not the longest war, by the way. You are 67 years in uh, Japan and Korea. Whether there is war or not, it doesn't matter. You've got 80,000 in Japan, about 30,000, 40,000 in, in uh, South Korea, and you have 27,000 or more in Germany. What are we discussing? So his excuse is absolutely jackass. No excuse. And the minute background Air Force Base is gone, and there is no support for the Afghan army from the air, they couldn't defeat the Taliban. The American forces couldn't defeat the Taliban without American air support. Nobody could defeat the Taliban without American air support. So for Biden to say, they ran away. Yes, they ran away. 
because you cut them, you cut their throat, you stab them in the back. By the way, for your information, America lost about 2,500 people dead. The Afghan army lost 69,000 people, 27 times more than the Americans. I'm not equating one with the other. I'm just explaining something. When Biden said they ran out, ran away as if they were cowards, they're not cowards. They lost 69,000, and I'm talking 69,000 dead. If you count the wounded, wounded is at least seven times more. So we're talking about enormous numbers of people. And they don't have post-traumatic uh, uh, stress disorder. disorder. Yes. Yeah. They don't have these facilities. So the Afghanis lost a huge number defending their country against the Taliban. And Biden is the coward, not the Afghanis. What do you say, Don? Exactly. You're absolutely right. I sense you that thing that I got today. We should rename the White House Trader Joe's. <laughs> yes, I, I saw that. Both of you guys. I saw that them. today. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, uh, uh, I'm engaged. I had a I had a back out. It got to vitriolic. Uh, with a, a group of my fellow journalists uh, to the point where uh, uh, friendships were being frayed because of, uh, uh, you know, they're trying to put whipped cream over horse manure and say that this was, the, the evacuation was one of the great events of American history, the evacuation. Um, but anyway. well, they, they, they have to be stupid animals. They're not stupid. <laughs> they have to be stupid I'll animals. Why. I'll tell you why. Even um, America's allies, even the closest of America's allies, condemned what Biden has done. Oh, yeah. Forget about the Republicans. Forget about Trump. Forget about American people. The allies of the United States of America themselves condemned. So how could they say it was the greatest achievement? <laughs> yeah. Imagine what they're doing in Tel Aviv and in, on, on uh, Taiwan. I mean, you're sitting there anyway. No, uh, I'll tell you what's happening in Tel Aviv. They have decided already that they are on their own. They knew that before, but now they are concrete 100%. They are on their own. Yeah. But at least Tel Aviv can go to war and win. Taiwan can't go to war and win. They will no. lose. No. That's the difference. They're doomed. Well, you know, if you look at the, what the, uh, uh, they're doing in Taiwan, they're already starting to move uh, uh, money and facilities out of Taiwan to other countries. They know what... Uh, they are buying property in Europe. Yes, yes. But can I, sw can I switch for a minute? Yeah, go uh, ahead, I don't Don. Know, um, I don't know if you read the story, but do you know the new chief chaplain of Harvard University is going to be an atheist? Is an atheist? Really? Why are you surprised? No, I. Can't. Why are you surprised? <laughs> Good God! Why are you surprised? <laughs> you have no God IQ. in America. They took no. God out of the equation. This is why you're losing left, right, and center. Uh, absolutely. I'm not a religious person, but I'm telling you, when you take God out of the equation, you lose. Um, absolutely, that is one of the most uh, says, uh, uh, one of the. I had lunch yesterday with one of America's great theologians, and he said to me, quite frankly, that uh, it is one of the worst decisions. It's telling the world, it's telling the American people that God is no longer important. And I, uh, you know, I'm not exactly the most religious person in the world, but I really worry when Harvard, one of our leading universities names as chaplain, as head chaplain, an atheist. How can you be a chaplain and an atheist at the same this time? This is America, for God's sake. <laughs> That's the new America. Walk, walk, walk. How can you be chief of staff of the United States of America and speak about white rage? How is that possible? And critical race theory in the armed forces. Come on. And and you want to win against the Taliban, you can't win against the Taliban, you can't win against anybody now. 
Honestly, mm. you can't. You can't. There's no respect now. No. None. Every terrorist organization on earth now is emboldened. Every single one of them. And they are going to act. And you have your borders open. Now you have Afghanis coming in who are unvetted. And among them, they already captured two or three uh, leaders who were on the blacklist, or if you call it terrorist list. So they came on the flights. God knows how many more came through. True, true. I'll tell you what, if any American dies in United States, in United States of America because of act of terror by a Muslim, Biden should be hanged. Yes. But do, but do you know, um, uh, uh, a couple of nights ago, someone point, pointed me to a couple of YouTubes of, of the vice president uh, cackling when she was given a question she couldn't answer. All she could do was laugh. Oh, yeah, that's all she knows how to do. But that's what she does when she's nervous, when she can't yeah. answer. She laughs. Yes. In fact, she laughs off the question. That's the whole point, which she's doing. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and but Biden the, turns his the back. The reporter doesn't do his or her job, which is to follow up and not, and not let her off the hook. So I blame my media partners. You don't um, have media partners. You are on your own. You are on your own. Well, thank you. I don't <laughs> well, thank you. It is a compliment. You don't have partners because these partners are garbage. You are a reporter. They are not reporters. They're propagandists. Well, I, I try, but I don't always, always succeed. You know, um, I, um, I, I'm, I'm really worried. I, I sat with this man who was one of the smartest men in America yesterday, and we were talking. So without God, we're lost. If, if you yeah. think about it. I don't have to think about it. I just said it. Yeah, I know. Well, I had a. I had and a I'm like you. I'm not religious. I'm slower than you. Don, I am like you. I'm not even religious, but I understand the concept. It's a spiritual thing. If you lose the spirit, you lose the physical. Simple. It's not complicated. Yep. Well, what do they always say? You, you discover God in the foxhole? Yes, that's true. Yes, that's, that's, that, that's been said on many occasions. <laughs> yeah, but it's so true. That's why. <laughs> but uh, well, anyway, well, Jiggy, you picked this. Well, now. You, you know what, 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 what I would love to get your guys' thoughts on, and this, you know, this, th this is something that is just. <laughs> I see this all over the, the, the media. I see people are freaking out. Uh, what do you guys think of this? And, and now today, the, the, the news is that I guess Joe Rogan is now taking it because he has COVID. But this ivermectin, this, uh, this horse veterinary drug to cure COVID... What 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 do you guys think about this? Is is this a good idea? Is this a bad idea? What what a what do you guys think? It's a bad idea. Why is it a bad idea? According, uh, by the way, according to the report, it won the Nobel Prize. The discovery of this got a Nobel Prize for it. So, okay. look, I took two injections, not because I wanted to. Yeah. I'll tell you why I didn't want to, because usually it takes five to seven years to verify. They put it through animals, uh, hundreds generations of animals before they can give it to a human being. Yeah. But now they're using human beings as the test tube. But I took it just in case, you know, not only to infect myself, but I want to not to infect other people. So it wasn't only for myself. It was for everybody else around me. Yeah. I still don't like it. I'll tell you what. I never had a cold before in my life. Never had a cold. I never had a vaccine for cold. Now I have a cold. Wow. Well, that's a common, that's common, IQ. You're right. I got it too. 
I never had one, honestly. Never. All my life. So there is a side effect. Could be good, could be bad. I have no idea. It can't be a side effect, which is good. Yeah. But, but uh, J.D., I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit behind. I don't read the health news. What are you saying? What, what are they saying? Well, apparently there is this, the last, I don't know, probably the last week or so, there has been so many people that have been saying that one of the one of the ways to get rid of covid if you have it or you know or or to prevent the 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 symptoms or whatever is to take this stuff called ivermectin and apparently it is something that they give um animals and <laughs> there's been all sorts of people that have said, well, we should take this, you should do this, you should take this, you should do this. And like IQ was saying, there is some of this stuff that if you really pay attention, yeah, it might work. But I don't know if I would be really want to take the risk. And I guess Joe Rogan has gotten COVID because he went to Florida to do some comedy shows and he got back to Texas and he's got COVID. And so he's decided he's going to take ivermectin and he got on, I guess, Instagram or whatever. And he listed all these different things he's taking. And one of those was ivermectin. And so there's this big, you know, hubbub about, Oh my God, you know, he, he's announced he's taking it. So I think they're worried that people are going to start taking this and here's here's the thing it's either everybody's going to get sick off of taking it or it's going to cure them <laughs> and yeah, that's going to cause a lot of problems and some of them will not be cured i mean it could be 50 50 also yeah that too uh- you know, during the Middle Ages, they used to think if you only uh, ate honey, you could avoid the plague. So Yes, I know. So, you know, I mean, it's one of those things. Yeah, I but it's a matter of choice, Don. It's up yeah. to you if you want to take it or not. To... Nobody is putting a gun to their head. No. He, he made a choice, and maybe it will help him. Maybe it will save him. Who knows? Yeah, well, but he's also taking a lot of other stuff, so you you yeah, never yeah. know. So when you take too many things, you don't know which one is going to help you. <laughs> but you know, know. Uh, when you know. consider <laughs> the alternative, I guess uh, if you can afford it, you try everything. Uh, well, no, me, I'm going for the third shot as soon as possible. No, to try everything is a desperation. It's a matter of desperation, really. I wouldn't do that. Because you, you, you take penicillin, you take this one, you take this one, you take this one, which one saves you? You don't know. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, but I, do, I do know that uh, um, uh, the, the studies are all showing that if you have the uh, injections, if you do get COVID, and about 10% do, you, um, it uh, eases the symptoms. So There's no question. That's true, by the way. Friends of mine who had two of the vaccines got COVID again, but they were mild. Yes. So there is some kind of a defense mechanism. Um, but people are not dying unless they go to a nursing home in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, with, there is with, that. With Andrew Cuomo. Now, there's a guy that's, you know, uh, talk about luck. They got him on... Uh, uh, t- touching a woman's breast when they really should have gotten him for murdering 83,000 people. Correct. He was so happy, by the way. He, they got him on the sexual part. Yeah. yeah. He got off free. Yes. Literally, yes. he got off free. Should have been mass murder. Yeah, yes, unfortunately so. You're right. You're 100%. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but, Honestly, uh, they got him on the sexual part and he was so happy because he on the sexual part. He left all the way to the bank. Yeah. Yes. By the way, <laughs> one thing in common, not a single Democrat since 
Clinton was ever impeached or put on trial. Not one. Really? Well, think of somebody. Come on, give me, well, give me somebody. Too. Give me a name. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. Hillary Clinton destroyed 30,000 emails, destroyed mobiles, which were going to be subpoenaed, completely obliterated them, which is, if you, if it was you who had done it, the FBI would have put you in prison for life. But yep. she got away with it. And all of them are getting away with it. Biden will get away with it. Harris will get away with it. Pelosi will get away with it. All of them will get away with it. Well, well all I know is I, I, I was looking at this. I don't look at t television anymore, uh, the news. But I saw three or four uh, YouTube pro presentations, and Biden looks like uh, my grandfather. <laughs> yes, he does look very bad. Yeah. But he was I mean, looking very bad before he became president. Well, yeah. that too. It's a big deal. Well, I think they, they pumped him up. Um, oh, yeah, before he... Definitely they pumped him up. There's no question they did. No question. And I, I think he's paying the price. But when you but when you think about the alternative, that's even scarier. True, true. But nonetheless, they elected him, whether it's in real terms or not real terms. He was elected. So people are guilty. But IQ, it's interesting. When I grew up, it was we Americans. Now you, the people use the terms they. Uh, as if we're a, we're a different country. You, you are know? it, but you are a different country. You have a woke generation, knows nothing about the Constitution, knows nothing about education. They are undereducated, illiterate, who think they know everything and they don't know anything. I'm not well, kidding with you. This is exactly what you have. But IQ, every generation thought they knew everything. You know? Yeah, yeah, but this one knows shit. <laughs> this one really, yes, really they don't. The abyss. And as you said, it's Harvard. Run the air. <laughs> no, no he's, he's good. He's Look, good. If you have Harvard to having a chaplain who is atheist, there's nothing more to say, really. And I know uh, that I agree with you, IQ, 100%. Well, you know, the, the New York Times buried the story. Um, but I got it out of the New York, you know, I know it's uh, Jimmy's favorite uh, newspaper. <laughs> I love but, the New uh, York Times. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to somebody, there was a problem uh, with the delivery of my paper on Sunday, and I was talking to the uh, head of their circulation group, you know, and it was funny. Uh, we, got, we really got on friendly terms, and he admitted to me that he, he was with the Times for almost 33 years, and he he couldn't stand to read the paper. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he, you know, uh, uh, and I said, remember, this is being taped. He said, I don't care. I'm retiring in six months. <laughs> I'm retiring in six months. I don't care what they do. <sighs> That's so phenomenal. That is phenomenal that he's just he's just to the point, ah I'm done with this, I don't care. It okay. is How are you going to absorb these? Uh, Let me ask you this question. Yes, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. No, um you're out there, you you are seeing this from um our allies have to be reassessing um, their commitment their, their, of working with the United States after this. Um, wh what do you think is going to happen? I... Go ahead, you first, IQ. Nothing, first, nothing will happen, honestly. All what's going to happen is they will decide that they have to do more to, for themselves than America can do. Nobody is going to break any relationships. They made their point, they're upset, they're angry, they feel humiliated, they feel cheated, and they were cheated, by the way, because Biden didn't even bother to tell them that he's leaving when he left Bagram Air Force Base. Well, I'm talking so, about our other allies, the, oh, the French. All of them. 
It doesn't matter. Israel the same. What are they going to argue with the Biden? No. Uh, is, uh, nobody will argue about it. But they will have to reassess. For example, the Arabs, the Sunni Arabs, will depend more on Israel than ever before. More than America, anyway. So that will bring a group of people who were literally anti-Israel, they're becoming pro-Israel. But as far as the enemies of Israel, sorry, as far as the enemies of America, it's emboldening all of them. All of them are happy, ecstatic. Can you imagine the Russians and the Chinese putting their hands on all the materials that the Americans left, technologies, all of them advanced technology, free of charge. The Iranians already have uh, taken quite a few of the Humvees and everything from here. The Taliban is supporting it. They're taking them to Iran and Iran is giving them money. Okay. Well, the thing I was trying to figure out was, and Michael Savage uh, put something out on, on Twitter about this a couple weeks, or maybe it would have been this week. He was like, okay, if the Taliban has all the drones, why can't we just trace the drones and find out where they are? Because don't we have their their uh, serial numbers and all that stuff? Yes, but in my article I said America should go back and destroy them. Completely destroy them. Because it's, it's no use for, for the National Army. There is no National Army. There's Taliban Army only. And they know where they put all of them, especially the aircraft, destroy the aircraft. They should do that immediately, not wait. The trouble is, who's going to make a decision like this? Uh, yeah, you're not going to have a lot of people. But that's logical. It's a logical answer. You have $80 billion worth of armaments. Tens of thousands of Humvees and hundreds of aircraft. And you can't destroy them? Of course you can destroy them. In one swoop, you destroy all of them. But it's got to make, this is a decision that's got to be made at the highest authority by the military. So IQ... is depressing. Uh, what, what do you think of this... Uh... And, Don, for the first time... Yes, go ahead, Don. I'm not the one who is depressing you. Biden is. <laughs> <laughs> no, you scare me. He's president. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, uh, as we wrap up here, let's start with IQ. IQ, where, where can we uh, get your books and get involved with what you're My doing? My books are on Amazon, as usual. Lifting the Veil, the True Faces of Muhammad and Islam. But you can get all my information if you Google Al-Rasuli, A-L-R-A-S-S-O-L-I. Everything is free of charge. Fantastic. So, Don. Thank you, Don. Uh, bring us an update on your book and uh, everything else you've got going on. Okay. You, you know, the, uh, uh, the NREF... Uh, the National Robotics Education Foundation, yep. the hyphen NREF.org. That, that's a, a, one thing I really encourage people to go to, 2SBDigest.com. And, of course, the YouTube channel, Small Business Digest, um, uh, uh, Small Business Digest. Uh, 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 that's our channel. Uh we're really that's really starting to move forward and uh, uh the book i can't talk about it because uh, you know in publishing everything moves slowly yes but uh, uh what can i say it's always enjoyable you had a great guest today yes um, yes mike um, was mike was tremendous hour thank you yeah. yes and have a great labor day have a safe labor day Thank and you. We'll we'll look forward to next week. Definitely. Well, Thank I will you. talk. I will weekend. talk to you guys then. Appreciate it, gentlemen.
there they go. That is Don Mazzella and IQ, our Zoli. And that wraps it up here from our big broadcast. We got through it, my lord. The internet held out towards the end. 